It's down in the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After dark NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show starting right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show starting right now. Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy, Mars. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Joining me today, we have an amazing artist, actor, battle rapper, and activist, Elijah Lamar. Elijah, how you doing today, King? Doing good, man. What's going on with you? Another day in paradise, man. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Always. So, man, we begin every single interview the same. I'm a bit nerd, and I always say every hero has an origin story. So growing up in Ohio, how did you discover your passion for making music in the arts in general? Um, It really was just being in school, being around my family. My family was very like music, like like they all were talented, singing and everything. Um, And then with me growing up, I needed to figure out something that I can do to fit in, I guess. Um, I wasn't really... I'm saying the football player. I played basketball a little bit, so it was like um, I wanted to do this so I could have something to relate with them and they could bring me around type. And um, when I started doing it, I grew up with a speech impediment. So when I started rapping, it actually was like speech therapy for me. Um, music improved my speech. So, um, I mean, I basically went from being like Steve Roper to Stefan because of music, and it just saved me. That is a hell of a story, and it's so amazing how music heals. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's impressive. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, one thing that we are huge upon in the Den uh, Make community is community, and you're big with activism. Tell us how important that is to giving back and standing up for the right thing. Um, I feel like as musicians and entertainers, we catch ourselves being somebody that we're not, are we end up forgetting who we was before all the attention? And um, we try so hard to like stand up to the image of what other people look at us, or we try to portray a certain false narrative. And with me, at least for me, I'm speaking, um, I always wanted to stay true to myself. I don't never want to forget who I was before all this. So the type of person I was, or the type of person I am, is somebody who speaks up. Um, if I feel like something is wrong, I'm going to say something about it. If I feel like, um, if I feel like I can contribute to help something out, use my platform, I'm going to do something with that. Um, I have a voice. I grew up to the point where I'm able to guide people and lead people. I've always told myself that I'm a leader. I'm not a boss. A boss is somebody who tell you what to do. A leader is somebody who show you how to do it. So, um, once I realized that, then it's just, it's my circle around me. My I keep positive people around me. So even when I wasn't realizing that other people around me were like, hey, they're listening to you. Like, you need to go say something. You need to go do something. Because not everybody's meant to be a leader. It's just it's just facts. So for the simple fact that I was able to have that platform, I used it, and it was something that I took seriously. I feel like a lot of people should do it. If we are on, if we can make a post that get hundreds of likes, thousands of views, that means we have a platform. That means when it's stuff when it's stuff that's real going on, you can use that same platform to speak up. 
But I feel like people are afraid to do that because they don't want to tarnish their image. I, to me, I don't give a damn. To be honest with you, it's who I am. You're going to like me, love me, or hate me. So I love that. And you're absolutely right. You know, we all have a platform. Every Everybody has social media. Everybody has generally at least 100 followers. That's 100 voices that you could help or change. So I, I love that. And that's truly being a leader for sure. Now, activism is, is positive. It gives back to the community. I, I love that. I love that about you. But as a as a hip hop historian, one element of hip hop that's so important to me, uh, I've been hip hop since as long as I can remember, is the battle. And you have an alter ego where you, where you kill it. You know, it's not always giving back. Sometimes you're giving it to people. Tell me a little bit about your young Smurf, aka battle rapper stream. Tell me a little bit about those experiences and how important that is as an element to the culture. Cause it's all about the culture for me. Yeah. But it's crazy though, because, um, stuff like that conflicts. Hold on. Stuff time. like that conflicts. Thank you. With like with me trying to be an activist, I remember me trying to speak up and you have the certain people that will come on and be like, well, how do you expect for us to listen to you? You talking about nonviolent, this, nonviolent, that. Have you watched your battles? The stuff that you talk about, the stuff that you rap about, I'm like, first of all, y'all got to understand, that's a character. Entertainment. <laughs> that's a role. It's entertainment. That's what I'm supposed to do. Like, when I'm doing it, I mean it <laughs> at that time. But, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's Smurf. That's a role. That's a hat that I wear. I wear many hats. So, it, it, it was harder to get certain people to follow because they felt like I was being a hypocrite. And I'm like, okay, if that's how you want to look at it, but it's definitely bigger than that. But with battle rap, um, I actually was battle rapping before I made music. Battle, I mean, before I had enough money to, you know what I'm saying, to convince my mom to get me a studio, you know what I'm saying, or before I had the little karaoke machine with the mic that recorded onto the cassette tapes, like, we was at the lunch tables rapping. People take the little the pencils, spoons, fork, anything, anything that can make a different noise. And I had this friend, his name was Marcus Gilmore, still to this day, one of the coldest, like, drummers on the table. Like, he kill, he kill, he, that motherfucker take a, a, a pencil and a, and a, and a pen, because they're two different things. And he, so they sounding different. He'd get the, and then he'd take a, he'd take a spoon and tap the glass with it. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> He used to do that there on the lunch table when we used to battle rap. Like, we used to freestyle and get it in. Like I said, that was something where I was able to be somebody else. I grew up not being the popular kid. I grew up people laughing because I couldn't talk. I couldn't even have a conversation with you right now. My stutter was that bad. I could not complete a sentence. So people would laugh at me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. I had very low self-esteem. But when I, but when I rapped, it didn't come out. I didn't stutter. So at that time, we eat lunch real quick, maybe get down to 10 minutes. So that means for 20 minutes for lunch, I'm the cool kid. I'm popular. I can live. I can forget about all my troubles and everything that I'm going through, all my low self-esteem. So battle rap was it. Like a person may try to laugh at me and clown me, but hey, I just chewed your ass up. I just, I, 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 I chewed you up during lunch, didn't I? And then that, that followed up with, all right, the next day, who could be Smurf? Let's see who could be smart. I'm, and I, it just felt good. It was like, damn, 
instead of y'all laughing at me, you know what I'm saying? Y'all cheering me on. And that led to me growing up to start doing music. I stopped battle rapping. Um, and that's when the new era of battle rap came out with URL and the Smack DVDs. And people start talking about it. They start doing it. It was like, hey, remember when Smurf and Ace and them used to battle back in high school and school? Da, da, da. I wonder if they still got it. They probably old now. And people was calling me out on social media. I'm like, I ain't lost it. Like, I was freestyling back then. This stuff easy. They right. You know what I'm saying? I would kill right. somebody. But nobody wanted to believe it. They, were, they, they, they looked at me as, like, the old head. Oh, this ain't back in the day when you was in school. Like, this different now. Okay, well, set something up then. First battle coming back, I battled doing a young Nick. Young Smurf versus young Nick. It was so bad. <laughs> I fucked this boy up so bad. It has been now from that battle, 36 battles in now, I probably only lost five or six battles. Like, they called me the king of camp for battle rap. Like, I'm like, I'll be fucking niggas up for real. So, hey. Definitely, Chet. We always do our research when we have our artists, and, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I saw it. I said, Woo, this young Smurf guy is a, a totally is, different character from total, Elijah. Total, totally <laughs> different. So, we wanted to bring, bring it to light because we love it. We love it. Now, as a, as a journalist, um, we got to get a scoop. We got to get a scoop. Uh, you mentioned music. You've been heavy on the activism. You know, you were you're busy in 2020. You gave us a little taste in 2021. But we know, you know, with the pandemic, everything's been crazy. But please tell us what's in the works. Do we have some new projects that we can look forward to on the music side coming up? Give us a little little sneak. Yes, yeah, so I do have a project. Um, my last project was called King. Um, this next project is going to be called Watch the Throne, or not, not Watch the Throne, Respect, Respect the Throne. Because um, I've already established I am the king. At first it was self-proclaimed. Now it's nobody argues it no more. I earned it. That's me. I am the king of my city, period. So now it's like, y'all have to respect that. Like, granted, I got to, just because you, be, you, may, you may be the king now, don't mean people ain't going to try to come at you. You know what I'm saying? I got to keep that title. So now for the next project, it's called Respect the Throne. I'm, I'm going to make y'all respect this throne you feel me um so that's the next project i already got a single out called get ready um i've been performing another one called straight out the mud it's not out yet it's it was actually supposed to be dropping this month but i got a few things i'm trying to work out with that i want to make it bigger than what it is and um i have another one with Stiley. Stiley is signed with maybach music um we're both from the, the same city so the way I want to do that is um, we're both from the 330, March 30th. That's when we're probably going to drop it. Sense. That makes perfect sense. And I still, I mean, that's, that's the end of the first quarter. So Nice. Well, appreciate the scoop. We are looking forward to that new music. I, like I said, I checked out King. It's definitely dope. Your flow is impeccable. Uh, it's rare that you can see someone that starts with battle that can also make music. So you're in rare, if you know what I mean. Usually, yep, I know. bars that's, and music. That's the reason why I changed my name too, because Absolutely. the industry had a stigma on battle rappers saying they can't make good music. So I changed my name to Elijah Lamar, which is my real name, and it's to the point where now people don't even know Smurf and Elijah is the same person. And the moment I changed my name, I was able to grab a new audience that wasn't trying to stereotype me because oh, you battle rap. Shout out to Two Chains. You know, it, it can be done. It shows it can be done. You're doing it. 
So I love it. There's always uh, a second opportunity to make that uh, first impression. So I love it. I love it. Now, brother, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. But before we let you go, we always play a little game here in the den. Each season, we have a unique game that's designed to give your fans and the friends of the den the most out of our uh, den mates. So the game this season is called If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Baby, baby. Shout out to B.I.G. So this game is an assortment of five random questions. Some questions are funny. Some questions are serious. Some are random. But they're all unique and they're all quick action to, to let the audience really get in the mind of Elijah. So are you ready to kick it off? All right, let's get it. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. If you don't know, now you know. Question one, you're a businessman. We all know that. So what would you say is the smartest investment you've ever made? Investing into myself. I love it. I love it. I love it. You got to invest in yourself if you're going to have any type of success. So I, I love that answer. So day by day, every time I look, I, you know, a lot of people see the glasses and the weird stuff and, and think I'm a nerd. I am a nerd, but I'm not really a computer nerd. I'm a nerd for like comic books and things of that nature. And every day I'm seeing NFT this, I'm seeing metaverse this, and and you have to have a impact on the internet and social media. How important is the internet to you and, and how would you describe the internet? In, in one sentence, what would you say? The internet is vital for you to be able to get your message out at one time to a large audience. Um, it's not the same as selling cities out to trunk and going from city to city and state to state. It's actually easier. You can upload something and share it to a mass audience and sometimes you give it to a targeted. So Social media and the internet is vital to anybody who is doing anything with business, period. Going anywhere. I tell I tell everybody, learn your marketing, learn your social media. Even an old head like myself, you know, a 90s baby like myself, I, I don't uh, really, I, I'm, I still remember a cassette, but I have to be on it because it, it's, it's the new way. So if you're going to exist, you got to be on it. Mm-hmm. Now, I love activists. We work with a charitable organization uh, here in our area called CUSP, uh, which is an awesome organization that helps with uh, people that are, have issues with the police, people that have been disenfranchised. And uh, I have a lot of heroes in the, in the Black community, activists, that were just important to me growing up. Who are some of your favorite activists, yourself, that you look up to? that you just, you know, feel an incredible job for the culture and the community? Mm, you killed me with that one. That's a tough question because, to be honest with you, um, I don't think I have anybody in particular. I'm just pro-black. So anybody who spoke up against violence, anybody who spoke up against injustice, like, I applaud them. So anytime I seen it, it was like, yeah, that's dope. It gave me the confidence to do something for the people who have died because of them trying to stand up for themselves. Like anybody who spoke up against injustice is a hero of mine. I don't have one particular person. I love that. I love that, man. Absolutely. And everybody that's standing up 
today, yourself included, man, we salute here in the den because it's, it's much needed. The battle is not won. We need every single soldier we possibly can. So this is the next to last question on the, uh, if you don't know, now you know segment. Name one thing you did where the risk was well worth the reward. Moving to Atlanta in August 2020. I quit my job. I was working corporate for the last nine years. I made $100,000 a year working corporate sales. And I quit my job to pursue what I'm doing right now. It was a risk because, I mean, I had a lifestyle that I was used to. So going from having salary to having a guaranteed income to me risking it all on my dream finally was a big risk, but it paid off. I mean, look where I'm at. I'm on national TV. I'm on three ep- three seats, not three seats, three shows that's on Stars. Um, just announced a movie with Jamie Foxx. Like, I never would have did this by staying my ass in the call center and pushing somebody else's dream. It was a, a risk, but it paid off. Like, um, the quote that made me do it was, to be successful, you have to jump as quickly at opportunities as you do conclusions. We hear that one more time. Let's get that one more time because that's a message right there. That might be the name of the episode. Let me get that one more time. Got you. To be successful, jump as quickly at opportunities as you do conclusions. Well, goddamn, that's a message. That's a word. That's a bar right there. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, our, our stories are very similar. And that's what Den stands for. It's an acronym for Dreams End Nightmares. If you follow your dreams, it'll end any type of nightmare escape that you may be in. So I love that answer. And I love that you took that risk and are out here doing your thing and, and entertaining us and providing us with the quality content that you do. So salute to that. Salute to y'all. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, the final question, man, you're, you're on that scale. Probably 10 years from now, we'll be seeing a biopic. Who's playing you? Who do you want to play you in a movie about your life? <laughs> it's got to be a fairly young actor. If granted, I'm going to manifest it now. If granted, I have one, my son. I love that. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Hey, it's already, I've seen Ice Cube's son do it. We've seen uh, Meech's son do it. So, you know, that's super dope. That's, I definitely could play my dad. So that's, that's dope. That's awesome. So Elijah, man, thank you so much for joining me here in the den, for sharing your story, uh, for giving us so much insight in your mind. That's what we're all about. Just letting the Den mates and the friends of the den really learn these incredible artists and guests that we have. So shout out to you and your whole team. Please let the world know where they can find you, your social media details, shout outs to anybody you want to give a shout out and what you have in store for you. You've earned it. The floor is yours. Appreciate you. Well, shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? The den, I love the acronym that inspired dreams and Dreams in the nightmares. Dreams, dreams in nightmares. Dreams and nightmares. That's fire. Um, shout out to anybody that supports me. I fuck with who fuck with me. Period. Shout out to you know what I'm saying the universe to the person who guides me and make sure I'm highly favored. Um, shout out to BMF, my team. Shout out to my manager Shayla, payroll D, uh, my family of course. 
Y'all can follow me at Elijah Lamar 330. That's going to be anywhere. So Elijah Lamar 330.com. My website, Facebook, IG, man. Y'all follow. Um, they clone Tyrone with Jamie Foxx comes out this year. BMF season two comes out this year. And uh, Medea's Homecoming drops on Netflix February 25th. So y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. Elijah, we wish you nothing but the best success. We thank you for carving out some time, chilling with us in the den. It's all about that. So we thank you again. Wish you nothing but success. Please check out BMF Season 2 coming soon. Check out uh, the Medea movie coming soon. 225 is the date. Absolutely. And, of course, Jamie Foxx, he just killed it in uh, Spider-Man. So we can't wait to see that movie as well. So nothing but much success we can't wait to hear the new music as well thank you again for coming in the den we thank you guys for tuning in as we end every episode the same damn way peace love unity and respect deuces deuces all right we are done this is sophia v and make sure to like comment and subscribe down in the den